This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Uh, just a second, Mr. Oz. I do want to clarify something. You're saying tonight that you support fracking, that you've always supported fracking. But there is that 2018 interview that you said, quote, I don't support fracking at all. So how do you square the two? Uh, I, I I do support fracking, and I don't I don't I support fracking, and I stand and I do support fracking. Okay. Uh, John Fetterman throughout the hour seemed to uh, lose steam, uh, and his answers became more incoherent the longer uh, the debate went on. So I'm not laughing at the dude because he said <laughs> his stroke. He was losing steam. Did he ever have steam to be? Begin with? Excellent question, Your Honor. That debate last night, every bit is advertised. And in case you missed it, we do have some of the highlights uh, here. So, listen, so the thing with John Fetterman, and I think even prior to his stroke, wasn't necessarily regarded as the Brian Houseworth or the John Marsh of the room. Does that sound accurate, John? Nobody thought, that's John Fetterman. He's the smartest dude in the room. I don't know if they thought anybody in the debate was the smartest <laughs> dude in the room, you know, but so, I, I hear where you're coming yeah, from. Yeah, I think even prior to his debate, it was, or prior to his stroke, I should say, nobody really ever accused him. Man, he's a Fetterman. He's a real genius. I don't think that happened. Um, but I will, I will say this, because if you criticize the guy, the, the progressives, they get, I can't believe you're picking on a dude who does. Listen, he's playing the game. He's putting himself in the game and that's what happens when you're in the realm of politics so i'll say i feel bad about none of the stuff that i'm getting ready to say <laughs> oh you should feel a little bit bad. no and i do but the dude should he should he should drop out he should not be running in this in in the race in my opinion um i always thought he should have cultivated maybe a different little i don't know a different look the first time i saw him i literally thought he was somebody from wwe <laughs> for sure the undertaker part two doesn't he just walk around like wearing hoodies too like isn't a hoodie his kind of thing it, yeah it's the hoodie and this dude has made wearing hoodies so uncool now I and he kind of has like a hunchback, right? I mean, he really does. Yeah, I think he's got some other medical issues going on. <laughs> I think I think he does. I might be wrong. Maybe somebody can fact check me on this. Uh, but I think he's he's got a growth on his neck, which is why he wears the hoodies. I could have just maybe heard that like on the Randy Tobler show. Who's here weekdays, 4 o'clock. Uh, he is like a big ogre kind of looking dude. Yeah, which doesn't mean you sh you should. He's green. He looked like Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> the, the one thing too about that debate, and there's so many that that race, by the way, literally could determine which party controls the the Senate. So it is absolutely huge. Th that I've never seen before was the you know the um, basically the text, if you will, where you know it was put up there behind the moderators, so he could see um, and. He obviously did struggle at times with words, but that said, again, Brandon, it's very, it's very tough because he does he did have a stroke, yeah. and he and I think he, he immediately said he wanted to get the elephant, put the elephant in the room, and then he said Doctor Oz would never let him forget that he had had a stroke. So he was taking a dig at Oz. Yeah, yeah I know he yeah. won't let me forget it. In other words, saying that's the thing. There was but a I, lot of tension between those two on the stage. There's no question. Uh, legitimate concerns. Uh, so the guy's putting himself out there. Uh, and so the the people that are considering voting for this guy blows me away. And again, this 
it matters to us here in Missouri. It's why we're talking about a Pennsylvania Senate race, because it is control in the Senate. It is control in the U.S. House of Representatives. That's why these things matter to us here. So, out of the gate, take a breather. Give the guy a little... Because he did say, hey, I'll, I'll, and I say that, ask anybody I've, uh, Boone County, uh, Republicans in the Columbia Pachyderms, anytime I go and speak, first thing I say, or when I speak to folks in recovery, first thing I say, I'm like, hey, I, I lose my train of thought sometimes and I forget my words. And I do, I say that before every speech. And we're all glad you're not an elected official. Right exactly. <laughs> not an elected official, not running for office. So we give the guy the benefit of the doubt, comes out and, uh, starts his intro. As Lieutenant Governor, you're running for a seat that could decide the balance of power in Washington. What qualifies you to be a U.S. Senator? You have 60 seconds. Hi. Good night, everybody. I'm running to serve. And it's, you're laughing, but I will say, like, I mean, senators, even though, like, one senator in the U.S. Senate feels like maybe they don't have a lot of control, right? Like a governor would. Um, Brandon. Um, good night. Good night. You're turning red. Hi. Good night, everybody. Wouldn't it have been great if he just would have walked off stage and then just over? Like, Mic drop. Yeah. Hey, remember, Peace. who just went to Pennsylvania to help him out? Joe, Joe Biden. Biden. Oh Terrible. But I think in politics, like, I mean, and he says, you know, I struggle with words, but sometimes words really matter. And a lot of times, you know, senators will go to foreign countries and visit. And, and, and you know, do you want this guy talking to Russia, to China, to anybody? No, no. I mean, that's what I mean. It's serious. It is serious. And so, I mean, I think when people, you know, it, it's it's what happened is 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 sad um but at the same time you know i i'm not i'm less worried about whether you know hit him personally and more worried about america yep i think he and and clearly i think what he meant there is good good evening i mean i i it, it's, it's, <laughs> there there there's there's no doubt maybe that, he meant maybe he well, meant good morning yeah who knows and i, I it, you know <laughs> the the thing is and that that got a lot of attention but the oh there, i guess uh, some the, other things other got, stuff, yes. <laughs> yeah i got that, other stuff but <laughs> It was, but I th- I thought there was so much tension on the stage, or yeah. so it seemed, or so yeah. it seemed. Uh, oh, by the way, it's uh, this is uh, wake up uh, mid Missouri. We are glad you are here. There's uh, Stephanie Bell. Good morning, uh, Mr. Brian Hosworth. It's good to see you. Good morning, producer Steve. Hannah. Good morning. John. I should have said good night. <laughs> <John Barker. laughs> I'm going to do that all morning. Here, uh, sir. Welcome into the show. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> uh, all right. So. So then, good night, uh, everyone. Good night, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so then, at one point in this debate, Doctor Oz is answering a question. Sometimes, you know, at the end of a question, you might interject something. But like Fetterman, and if you watch the video, he's just as vacant as Joe is. He's standing there, and he's, and then, like all of a sudden, just comes to. And they can't afford it anymore because of interest rates. I've talked to families. You want to cut Social Security. M- Mr. Fetterman, it's his turn for his <laughs> he was, he, It's like somebody woke him up and he woke on up. He'd been woken up from a drunk stupor. And, you want to cut Social Security? What? <laughs> All right. Which I, I don't, uh, in, and I, that's a whole other issue, but I've not heard one Republican U.S. Senator, at least in, in, in that race, even in the primary, say they're going to cut Social Security. Um, there won't be any th- left to cut. <laughs> By the well, time electric vehicles yeah. come around, 
There won't be any social security Cer- left to cut. Certainly Dr. Oz has not said he's going to cut social security, but it's just, yeah, I, I, I noticed that as well when, when, when he inter- interjected that. By the way, Hochul that. and Zeldin, they debated last night in New York for that's in the gubernatorial race. Uh, really not a whole lot uh, there. And this next... Uh, this I mean, if you really didn't want people to pay attention to your debate, you would have scheduled it last night, yeah, right? Yeah, crazy. Uh, another uh, another highlight from the Fetterman Oz debate in Pennsylvania last night. You see even what I've labeled this one here, the title of this piece of audio that we're about to hear. Uh, that's commonly referred to as WT. Whoa. Yeah, because I don't understand what's going on uh, here. And how can a man, you know, with, with you know, 10 gigantic mansions, you know, has... Uh, I'm willing to talk about a willing wage for anybody. Imagine a signal mom trying with two children, trying to raise with them, realizing making $31,000 a year, you know, $15 an hour. Huh? Yeah. Does uh, Dr. Oz really have 10 mansions? <laughs> I know like what? signal moms, too. <laughs> signal, signal, which that's, I, I could imagine me saying something like that. Like, hey, I like to date signal moms instead of single. You would have just said milfs. Oh, oh. oh. chicks. Oh. Uh, so that's, that's, and it oh. does matter here. Fortunately, yeah, um, the show going off the rails. <laughs> it is too early for this. <laughs> it's 617 in the morning. Good night, everybody. <laughs> And if we're not back tomorrow, it's Stephanie's fault. Uh, 874 <laughs> Fortunately, uh, in our race, uh, in our Senate race, we should be good to go, Eric Schmidt. I've had more and more, since Hannah mentioned this the other morning, John, I've had more and more people say, I don't see a lot of Eric Schmidt signs. Because he doesn't need them. Could be. And once again, I feel like you didn't fully believe me until somebody else also stated... I'm, what I had said. I'm like uh, Reagan in that respect. I'm like Biden, and I can't put two <laughs> coherent thoughts together sometimes. But I'm also like Reagan. I trust, but verify. But, yeah, it's apparently not a lot of people seeing a lot of yard signs. I don't know how much that matters. It's a yard sign, especially in this race where Eric Schmidt has a pretty comfortable lead. By the way, 13 days until the election. Do you know how you're voting? You got your stuff. And early voting, by the way, started Yesterday, and apparently some really good turnout, according to a story from KOMU Channel 8 headline. First day of no excuse absentee voting brings more voters uh, to the poll. And I wonder, there are a lot of folks that are against absentee voting. And it seems like it's mostly a conservative thing. Like hardcore, hardcore Republicans adamantly against early voting or absentee voting. And the best excuse that I've ever heard is, well, because we've always voted on Tuesday in November. I mean, I think ultimately when the legislation went through to change the law, my understanding was it was kind of a deal, right? Republicans really wanted photo ID and Democrats really wanted early voting. And so, you know, we had kind of no excuse absentee during COVID and then that sunsetted because all you had to do was be like, I'm afraid and you could vote (laughs) absentee and that went away. Um, But I do think, I mean, there's something, you know, I think Republicans have long said, you know, there should be an election day. Like, we've always had a day where you go and you vote. Um, And, you know, I think anything, once you start to get outside of election day, you interject human error questions, you know, just it, it. 
it gets away from the way that we've always done it. And sometimes that's a good thing and sometimes that's a bad thing. But I do think then you have to talk about, you know, well, where's that ballot going for two weeks? Where, you know, who's got it? How, you know, who's looking at it? What, you know, and it just it in, interjects some questions. And I'm not in Missouri. I think we do a really great job with election integrity. I'm not casting any doubt on what's going to happen here in the next two weeks. But I think it, it can raise questions, right? And, and I think it makes some people nervous. I think we landed, you know, when, and I think in particular, if, you know, if I had in-person absentee versus the mail, I, I mean, I do, I am adamantly opposed to mail-in balloting. Um, no excuse absentee. I can live with, and I think a lot of Republicans are getting there. There's probably a bunch more people against mail-in voting uh, not in Georgia, where they've been bragging. Already a million people have already cast their votes in those, you know, discriminatory uh, and vote-suppressing Jim Crow laws they've passed. There are already a million votes cast. However, apparently a uh, 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 mail truck, cheap mail truck from the United States Postal Service carrying absentee ballots oh. destroyed by fire. Oh, gosh. Well, and I think Biden said, like, yesterday, oh, there's still time for a shift back to the Democrats. And it's like, in Georgia, I think they said 10% of people have already voted. Like, w- there's no time. Sorry, Biden. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. And how states decide their abortion decisions. As a physician, I've been in the room when there's some difficult t- conversations happening. I don't want the federal government involved with that at Dr. all. Dr. Oz in his debate last night with John Fetterman. John Fetterman, uh, widely considered... He- if he had any chance, still widely lost. And that was from the debate we did hear about. What? Because there were more than one debate last night. That's the one we did hear about. And that's getting us into today's Daily DC Rundown with Stephanie Bell. Yeah, if you did not want anyone to watch your debate, you should have scheduled it for <laughs> last night because everyone was tuned in to um, the Dr. Oz Fetterman debate. But uh, Kathy Hochul and Lee Zeldin uh, were debating over the New York governor's race. Everyone, I think, expected Hochul to kind of run away with it. I was just checking real clear. It looks like, um, I mean, plus she's up. The average is plus uh, six, um, which is not insignificant. But It is New York. It's closer than a lot of people thought. So she's trying to paint Zeldin as a big Trump guy, an election denier, a climate change denier. Uh, Zeldin is talking about the future of uh, voter ID laws and election integrity. Um, but a big debate in New York. And, you know, I think it's a sign that Democrats are in trouble when they're worried about the New York governorship. Yeah. And the other thing that was interesting, one of the things she said in her debate last night, they were talking about uh, no uh, uh, no bail crimes. Things like that. This Illinois law called the Safety Act, which is incredibly frightening, but kind of talking about things on those ends. And Kathy Hochul says, the governor of New York says to her opponents, says, why do you care about crime so much? Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. Um, yeah, we care about crime. We just do. It's the numbers two issue in the entire United States. Have you looked at a poll? Um, all right. So, uh it's not good on the Russia front. Um, I guess Russia has given notice that it intends to stage routine drills of its nuclear capabilities as tensions rise between Russia and Ukraine. The U.S. is like, cool. Uh, <laughs> our deal is just that, you know, you can you can, you know, show off a bit, but you just have to tell us about it first. Um, and they did. And so we're like, well, you told us we're cool. Uh, meanwhile, Ukraine's probably like not cool. Uh, I, we don't really want to know these things. Um, so anyway, we have been notified that they are uh, intending to uh, show us some their stuff as far as their nuclear capabilities go. Um, of course, this comes on the back of uh, Russia uh, accusing Ukraine of you know, going to use a dirty bomb. And Ukraine's saying, no, that's just a pretense for them to then 
do something to us. And, you know, tensions are high right now. I got to imagine Joe Biden when they said, when Russia said, hey, just so you know, we're doing some exercises. Joe Biden, oh, you need to borrow some shears or something, too? Can I be? Can I get you a warm glass of milk? <laughs> can I do anything to be helpful? Well, and progressive Democrats stepped in it yesterday over this. I guess they had drafted a letter urging uh, Joe Biden to engage in diplomatic talks with Russia. Um, they're saying that the letter was drafted several months ago and just went out yesterday. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. I'm freaking out, crying and shaking. That's just scary. As a parent, I would like the school to be more transparent with parents and the students to let them know what was going on. That's a parent of a student at Rockbridge High School chatting with our news partners at ABC 17. Kind of set up the scene what happened uh, yesterday. Apparently, several law enforcement agencies sent to Rockbridge yesterday. Rockbridge uh, High School. A headline from ABC 17. Parents asked for more transparency after law enforcement sent to Rockbridge High School for possibly armed student. Uh, and I think best we can gather, there was never any real determined threat. So I don't know what it is. I don't know what kids... I remember some of the stuff we used to say in high school. This is going to happen and that's going to happen. But you know what we didn't have? Uh, TikTok and Facebook. <laughs> so that stuff... TikTok. Stayed, there are plenty of dudes on TikTok. Stayed in a real tight uh, inner circle. Uh, and John, what's the Orbeez challenge? And how do you know about this? And I don't. <laughs> because I was checking it out on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> This is the deal was one of the TikTok challenges where young people shoot gel balls. You know, they're from the kind of airsoft BB guns, and they're called Orbeez, and shoot them at other people and all that stuff. And my parents will know what Orbeez are. They're like water beads. It was like, I, I think I got some during COVID because they were like, oh, it's fun for kids. And you... Get this tiny, teeny. COVID, you're all bored here. Shoot each other. <laughs> no, we didn't shoot them. But what you like, but anyway, they come in this teeny tiny little envelope and they're like seed type things. And you soak them in water and they get big into these like water beads. And my, and, and all I saw was like a choking hazard. I'm like, these, like, my kids are going to try to eat these. And then also, then, like, what do you do with that? That you're just supposed to like, touch them or something i don't and then you throw yeah. them away like it was just really it was bizarre but apparently you shoot them at people if you've yeah. never seen orbeez before they're like the candles that come with the gelatinous little jelly balls inside have you ever seen those like, like air dip, fresheners like dipping dots ice cream <laughs> but but squishy. bigger yeah huh. i don't know but i i didn't know that you could put them in guns and shoot them at people but i mean from a parent's perspective if you know, you don't, and from a law enforcement perspective, if you think there's a threat, you don't want to be the person who doesn't take it seriously yeah. and then have something happen. And I think you have to take every situation really seriously. I do hope that, you know, if something's going on, they are transparent with parents. And, um, you know, I remember, you know, I went to high school a long time ago, um, but <laughs> it was uh, near closer to like Columbine, right? And, and I, we spent many a day in the stadium or somewhere else evacuated because and john you probably remember this in jeff city there would be a threat you know and somebody would call in or whatever and i mean we'd we'd evacuate like oh, okay this again you know but you didn't want it to be the one yeah. time that it was serious i remember the one time where they evacuated uh, thomas jefferson middle school and took all the kids up the street to concord baptist church and parents were at the church, not allowed to go down to the school. People were pretty frantic by it. Yeah. it you know, it, it panned out to be nothing nothing real untoward. I think it was a fight or something like that. 
So can you imagine, again, we know very little about what happened at Rockbridge yesterday, but I'm guessing, you know, let's say something did, there's a, I don't know, somebody thought maybe there was a shooter in the building. You're talking 24 hours after what happened uh, on the other side of the state in St. Louis in Missouri. Might have some students um, freaked out. Wasn't there, didn't uh, somebody brought a, a, a gun to Lewis and Clark Middle School? No, it was one, a BB gun. Oh, okay. And That's what it turned out to be, and that was that whole deal. Was the airsoft gun, BB gun, whatever you want to call it. It wasn't, you know, wasn't a real gun. But, yeah, like you said, the timing of it, just a day after the St. Louis deal, and then then the, the fears at Rockbridge after they gave the all clear up there. And then last week at uh, Capital City High School, uh, apparently some online threats. And I, I wonder, and again, so I'm not, I'm, well, I'm still a parent, but years removed from having a kid in school, a school-aged child. But I, I think of my grandkids, and I'm like, because this stuff would happen, I think, when we were younger, but you just didn't have social media. So some moron in the hallway coming out of the bathroom who said, I'm going to blow this school up. And you were just like, whatever. But I wonder, do we overhype these? No? It, I ask as a mom of three kids. I'm not going to blame it on social media. I mean, before it was a game of telephone, and we... I mean, we saw that, I think it was before social media, we had the, John, you'll remember it, the governor office building there uh, in downtown Jefferson City, and they still couldn't quite figure out what happened, but it was on lockdown, and no one, I mean, it was kind of like a game of telephone. I think that was basically before social media, um, so I wouldn't blame social media, but I, I think... I remember that one, yeah. That yeah. Was, it was pretty hairy, you know, they thought they had somebody was like barricaded in thing. there with hostage situation and all. And they went floor by floor clearing the floor, and then it, I think it turned out to be nothing, but because it was, you know, a government building and it was so close, I mean, I think you, ha you have to take it seriously. But I wouldn't... You think social media is perpetuating that? I, I think it's a vehicle to help just spread the information. The real problem, I think, is the end user, like people that fall for the fake news stories all the time, because... If if I were to say, if I'm a school, let's blow this place up, nobody's going to say anything. Ah, it's funny. But if you see it in writing on social media, you see it in writing, regardless of the source. You see it in writing. Now it's more, and it was on social media. It becomes more real for people. And again, not that it's a big deal and not that it's not a big deal, but I think there could be these offhanded threats that are non-consequential and people will really freak out about it. And I wonder, and I wonder how many people put that stuff on social media, and actually other people have said, "Hey, we need to have a conversation," and it's it stopped people in their tracks because we know, you know, they have some of these people who have committed violent acts. They've gone to their social media and said, "It's completely crazy. Why did no one who saw their social media page mm -hmm. say something?" And so I hope people are checking in on people who are posting crazy stuff um, and making sure they're getting the help they need and telling other folks. Um, about that, and and I'm talking truly crazy, and you know you get back anyway. It, well, it, we could go down a long rabbit yeah. hole of what actually is crazy, because you know, of course, libs are triggered by. I mean, you could say we're that. not crazy; we're just mentally insane. Use the correct medical terms, man. And I know as somebody who's dealt with mental health issues, okay, so it makes it okay for me to make fun of it because I'm experienced with it. Um, but you're right, because how many times in this this guy, the the school shooter in St. Louis, um, people are just like any other situation with anybody who does something crazy or that acts out things that you would think, you know, sane people don't do that kind of stuff. How often do we hear from, oh yeah, we, you know, he'd be, we knew it for a long time. He was kind of well, if you knew something, maybe why didn't you say something? Well, the other side of it, we hear and people say, no, he was kind of quiet. 
kept to himself. Well, when I was in high school, uh, we actually had a situation where a student was planning on bringing a gun to school. And because kids who overheard this student say that on the school bus, because they spoke up and said something to, you know, parents and law enforcement, um, there was potentially a school shooting stopped that day. You know, the officers were able to meet the kid. I believe it was at the doors to the school, you know, before he came into the building. So that was a prime example of like somebody heard something and they said something and it potentially stopped a really bad situation. Which is good because we go back to if you if you see something, say something. But how often? See, and here's what I know: you're giving me a lot of responsibility when you do when we do these PR campaigns because it, it was big uh, following the events of September the 11th, 2001, and a lot of the stuff we see nowadays. If you see something, say something. Well, sometimes I'm afraid if I do say something, I might be considered a racist because you know all the things. But you tell me, I'm seeing something. And it looks suspicious to me, but I might be a racist. But that's given me a lot of responsibility to determine, like, hey, okay, this is a little out of place. And this is it. Because, again, uh, perception. Uh, coming up a little bit later here on the show, Boone County, excuse me, Cole County Presiding Commissioner Sam Bushman is going to be joining us. He is running for re-election. New EMS building. As a matter of fact, John and I a couple of weeks ago were at uh, at an event for the chamber, kind of the state of the county, state of the city for Jefferson City and for Cole County. And this EMS building, I mean, there's a, not just excitement about it, but this is, it's a necessity, really. This is a deal where it's being built right next to the Cole County Jail where they have an ambulance sort of temporarily based there because of that area for the EMS, for the ambulance service, is their highest call volume area all the time. It went on, I think, thousands of calls just in the past year or so. And then so nine, it's yeah. much needed. And 911 stuff, apparently the phone, you know, when somebody calls, it doesn't go directly to that first uh, first source. So some very impactful things happening there. Uh, Mr. Sam Bushman joins us at 710 here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri on 93.9 The Eagle and 104.5 News Radio 950 KWOS. I don't follow uh, Stephanie's uh, sports. Sports? That's Stephanie's take on sports. I don't follow, like, the NBA, but there's a uh, a player, and I, I know who LeBron James is. I know who some of these players are, but there's a player I've definitely never heard of. Uh, but he's my new favorite player because he's made a scene when calling out a teammate goes funny. We'll feature that story coming up five minutes. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathard. Trump, a great president. I worked closely with him on a, a yes number or no. of important yes policies. Yes or no. But and he's I, allowed to have a, a minute like you. And, and I believe that from our work to combat MS-13 on Long Island, our work to secure lab and the construction strengthen from nuclear deal, which was... Yeah, it's not your radio skip, and that's the real thing. Lee, uh, Lee Zeldin, in his debate last night with current governor of New York, Kathy Hochul, she was... she. So candidates had a chance to ask each other a question, which I kind of thought was interesting. I like that. Yeah, I do like that. She asked him, do you think Trump was a great president uh and he didn't answer the question uh but he did talk about their extensive work together well and i guess chris asked desantis are you going to serve your full term so maybe that's <laughs> i don't recall them allowing that though in the past but it has i mean yeah something huh. something different as much as we talk by the way I do have uh this nba player my new fan i don't follow the nba but i love what this guy had to say when calling out a teammate or a co-worker goes goes funny um 
But, hey, you know, as much as we talk about these uh, debates, by the way, Fetterman-Oz debate, Fetterman, that, that debate was as advertised. It was just as bad as people thought. But not according to Fetterman's campaign. Uh, Fetterman's communications uh, director put out a statement, says, we took it to Dr. Oz pretty effing hard tonight. Oh, like, no, you didn't, man. You really didn't. Like, that's not even spin. You just flat out just didn't do it. If you have to tell people that you won a debate, <laughs> you probably didn't win. It's like two boxers in the ring. When, before they announce the winner and hold up the... What do they... They both sit there with their arms raised. I won. I won. And that's what Fetterman's campaign is trying to do. But it's obviously um, not working. Uh, the, the The debate went poorly. For uh, for Fetterman, and we pay attention to those. It's hard to watch. I saw the highlights. It was yeah. hard to watch. You know, and that's kind of where that conflict, that personal turmoil, comes in. Sometimes the same thing for Joe Biden. You know, it's like, man, I hate to make fun of these people, but you're putting yourself out there, man. You're you're in it, uh, and not to make fun of John Fetterman's um, uh, stroke, because that's not what we're doing. We're saying, hey, as somebody who is running for this office. No, man, it's not good. And the people that want to vote for this guy, wow. Uh, thank you for joining us this morning here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Marsh, do you follow the NBA very much? I'm not a big uh, NBA guy. I don't follow. I kind of uh, stop at college basketball. Yeah, uh, I like to support uh, Mizzou women, local sports. But when it, comes, yeah, when it comes to basketball, just not a big fan. But I like this dude. His name is Carl Anthony Towns. Plays for the Minnesota Timberwolves, and last night, Minnesota Timberwolves coming off a loss. And this guy, I love, and I appreciate him. a couple of things here. He's he's taking some responsibility. He's taking some ownership, even when things are going poorly. Um, but he's calling out a teammate and his eating habits. Teaching him how to take care of his body, you know, diet and everything. So so he's saying, I can help this other player. And they're saying, what could you do to help this player? And he's well, I could teach him how to eat better. I'll be on me. Um, I know y'all think it's funny up here when he talks about Popeyes and all that shit. You know, that that doesn't that doesn't make me happy to hear, you know, we're high-level athletes. So so he's upset because he goes to Popeyes pretty often. Yikes. And apparently, like, that's what he's known for is he sits and eats Popeyes in these news conferences. Well, his teammate here is like, well, I call BS on that because we're high-level athletes and you should be taking care of yourself better. Um. I, I got work. I got work to do. Um, but also, you know, it falls on me too. You know, um, the old cliche. You know, it falls on you. You know, everyone wants to take the blame, but you know, it's all of us. We're we're a team. We step out there. We say family in the huddle. So if we lose, it should be all of us taking accountability. If we win, all of us should be feeling trying to share the share the uh, the glory. So I like that because it's. I, there's another person I know that's really big on that. We win as a team, we lose as a team. If hmm. we, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, we've all we all win or we all we all lose. I want to know how many people go to work today and tell their coworker to lay off the Popeyes <laughs> <laughs> and see how that goes for you. There's not a lot of professional career opportunities where you could, in a reasonable fashion, go your coworker. Dude, Popeye's hot wings, dude. You got to back <laughs> off, man. And Anthony Edwards is like a big stud, isn't he, for, for the T-Wolves? I think he is. He had yeah. a bunch of points when they lost, I think, in their last game. Yeah, so I think they're both uh, they're both good players, Anthony uh, Edwards and his Carl Anthony Towns. But I guess the Anthony Edwards, he just he likes the Popeye's. 
and apparently he's backing on the pounds. And one of his coworkers, <laughs> one of the dudes who sits in a cubicle next to him, is like, "Hey, lay off the sweets, dude." <laughs> Man, which, good on him, because that's one of those things, that's hard to talk to, I think, when it comes to health issues. You know, to talk to people about, hey, you know, maybe you should watch this. Maybe you should, because well, it's one thing to go to somebody smoking, right? Yeah. That might be easier. Like, my dad, all the, oh, I, I gave up years ago, because my dad's 73, he's going to do what he's going to do. But I'd be like, dad, you know, it's your health, you should quit doing this. And you can do that with a lot of things, but I think it comes off as rude if you're trying to talk to somebody is it relates to food and health issues. Unless but it, it's impacting people's health seriously. And what we know from the last two years with COVID was, you know, if you had not taken care of your health, particularly if you were overweight, you had a harder time with COVID. And it is a harder conversation. I mean, but there are ways to do it. Get an accountability partner. If I told you, if I came up to you and I said, hey, Brandon, I'm thinking about laying off the Popeyes. I think you should, too. Then we're on like the same team. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, for when it comes for, for like my weight and, and. You got, you had a competition with your buddy and you guys were like, let's race to see who can get the, to the lowest weight. My,